Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DWD Podcast. This is our first episode, and I'm your host, Wyatt. And I'm Dan. And today, we're going to be discussing a tried and true and amazing topic. We're going to actually just go jump right in with uh, some chats about video games. To start, Daniel, my question for you, do you have a favorite video game genre? And if so, what is it? Favorite genre? That's, that's quite a question, actually. But I do, I do have a favorite genre. I'm a big fan of the first-person shooter genre, or as some people call it, the FPS. I mean, like, nice. I don't know why. There's just such a draw to it. Like, nice. games like Call of Duty, uh, Halo, stuff like that. I, I, I just don't know what's so intriguing about it, but I just, I love it. Felt that, man. I so myself, yeah, uh, I myself, honestly, I'm an FPS guy too, but in regard to, like, the subject matter of those FPS games, I'm not usually too scrupulous, and I'm not usually too worried about it, you know? I just like to jump in and, you know, kind of see the world through my character's eyes, and, and that's honestly probably my favorite thing about yeah. FPS gaming anyway. Okay, so I got a question for you now. What's up? Do you have a least favorite genre? Oh, I really, really hate strategy games. I hate, like, the t- whole, like, top-down deal. And, like, yeah. just the slowness. Like, I'll play Risk, all right, for, like, a little bit of kind of just, you know, chill-out fun. But really, the, the top-down aspect of strategy games, like like Halo Wars um, or uh, I think it's called Dawn of War. It's that Warhammer game. I'm just, like, you know, I get the hype. I get it. Like, the lore is cool, whatever. But at the end of the day, not a huge fan. You? Yeah. I, I've never been a fan of, like, MMO, RPG-type games, like the role-playing games. Sure. Like. You know, I've tried to get into them, and then, you know, I'll get, like, through the tutorial process, and by the time I get through that, I'm, I'm just bored. Like, I don't, I don't really see the draw of it. I just get bored, like, 10 seconds in. So, I don't really get how so many people can love that genre so much. Absolutely. The, yeah. the only downside, I think, to MMORPG, because I played The Elder Scrolls online, which was third person or first person, so it was a little bit, you know, a little bit easier to play. The only real mm-hmm. downside is, like, if you don't understand the role you pick in the beginning, because certain games are kind of vague, you know, if you don't understand your role from the jump, you don't really understand where you fit in a squad or like a team. So I don't know. I struggle with that. Yeah. I've thought about playing Elder Scrolls actually. Like I've watched friends of mine playing it and it's, it seems kind of interesting. You no, know, it's a lot more, you know, action and adventure based. So I, I feel like if I were to try to play, an RPG style game, I probably would try Elder Scrolls. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, when you say like, would you play like Skyrim and stuff? Because technically, those are RPGs, are they not? I guess in a way. Like, I have thought about playing Skyrim. I've heard a lot of people say good oh, things. Man. Oh like, man, I've, I've got like never played it myself. Right, right. But I've heard a I... lot of good things. So. Yeah, I myself, I've got probably like 1,200 hours in that game, which doesn't sound like a lot, but across like several systems and several years and like intermittent with life and stuff, I have got so many hours on that game. It is such a good time. The one that I wish I would have played more of, though, is definitely Fallout 3. Right. Yeah, I never, I myself have never gotten into Fallout, actually. Like, it's neat. But I, you know, I, it's all right. But it just doesn't seem like my cup of tea. Right, and that's valid. I mean, that's how I am with a lot of games. 
you know, especially like um like Fortnite and you know kind of newer games like that like like player unknowns battlegrounds I'm not a huge fan of yeah yeah uh, I just don't I don't like battle royale like I play the new modern warfare I'm sure you've played it I have I I play that all the time dude I love that game oh yeah amazing game a lot of fun the campaign was compelling enjoyable the graphics were so nice even on yeah. an Xbox one cuz I realized PS4 kind of puts out a higher like output of graphics which is whatever it doesn't bother me none but when you get to like xbox one xbox one x and stuff the graphics on the modern warfare are phenomenal yeah and not only that but the multiplayer feels really well done and a lot of like just a lot of great stuff comes from that well i don't know the multiplayer kind of hit a bump in a row a couple weeks back i mean they released a big update and then suddenly everybody was having problems with the server it was like nobody could play that is true. I did have a, a little issue with connection mostly, but then again, where I live, the internet is not super reliable nor right. like yeah. that good at all. So mm-hmm. I felt normal to me, you know? Yeah. Excuse me. On the topic of Call of Duty, mm. what about zombies? Like, what's your thought on zombies? Because I'll put my input in in just a minute, but I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. See, I've played zombies. You know, because, like, who hasn't played zombies? I mean, (laughs) I myself, I'm not a fan of the horror genre, and that includes, like, zombies or anything that involves zombies. Now, granted, if I'm with a and they want to play zombies, I'll do it. Like, I'll do it, and I'll just screw around, you know? Right, right. I I don't really take it seriously. Like, I'm not in it for the Easter eggs or anything like that. Like, I just, you know, play the game and, you know, try not to freak out. Me, man, I absolutely love zombies. I suck. I suck so bad. <laughs> like, I just, I started a YouTube channel the other day, and my first video was a Black Ops 2 Zombies video. And on my, my laptop, which, you know, isn't a bad laptop at all, and the game runs amazing on there, but I was a little bit unfamiliar with mouse and keyboard. So right. I'm playing zombies, right? I get to round six on town. You remember that map where, like, the boxes in that one little corner where, like, the, the dumpster <laughs> is and double tap root beer and stuff? No, I'm not familiar. Oh, okay. So just a basic map, right? A couple of doors to unlock, you know, perks kind of scattered a little bit, but relatively small. Right. And I got in and I was like, I'll do great. This will be a great first video. Like everybody will enjoy this. (laughs) And I think, you know, the 33 people that have watched it or whatever have enjoyed it, which is great. You know, that's awesome. But dude, oh my God, I died on round six. (laughs) Actually, I I died on round one. The first time through, I actually played it twice in one video because I died on round one. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, what did I just do? And then I played it again, died on round six, because honestly, I blame it on the guns. Not only am I totally incompetent, but the guns, man. Definitely not the operator. (laughs) No, no, it's the the fire. (laughs) But yeah, man, me personally, love zombies. Okay. Well, speaking of love, so... All people who play games, they have a favorite game. Like, they have that one game that, like, just tops their list better than all the others. And so what's that game for you? What is that one game that just tops the list? Oh, man. I got I to gotta think about that because there are so many games that I've thoroughly enjoyed. You know, like, like I played through um, recently. Uh, oh, my gosh. For the life of me. Borderlands 3. I played through Borderlands 3 recently, and I absolutely loved it. The game 
in like in its own, it felt a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. But then again, I jumped on the Borderlands train after all the DLC for Borderlands 2 had already, already released. So I had all that content to play through. And you know what? Before I go any further, probably either Skyrim or Borderlands 2. Because I <laughs> loved Skyrim, obviously. I mean, I've got 10 different characters with, you know, a thousand hours. Like, I loved it. But then Borderlands 2 came along, and holy crap, is that an amazing game. Okay. What about you, man? What's your favorite game of all time? If you had to pick, obviously, because I chose so, two because it's really hard to hard to pick. Yeah. See, for me, it's not really difficult, and I just I just got done playing this game, and I've actually been going through <coughs> this series that it belongs to. My favorite game of all time has got to be Batman: Arkham City. Mm. I believe it to be one of the finest games to ever be created. I think it's one of the best. Is that the one? Ba- that's the second one in right. the series, yeah. I think it's yeah, one of the where best. The, the, like, yeah. The cover's white, the letters are red, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. original. So, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just feel like what it did for the game, for the gaming genre, and just for, like, you know, comic book games in general, like, in my opinion, of course, I think it revolutionized the open world genre, and sure. I think it didn't happen heck if if arkham asylum didn't happen i don't think we wouldn't i don't think we'd have games like spider-man for the ps4 because that that game's great like the open world aspect is amazing but like think would that type of game exist if the arkham series didn't yeah you're probably right i mean superhero games have always been kind of (laughs) touch and go because yeah. we love the movies, but when you have to play as a superhero, you're like, oh, man, I'm not as awesome. You know, because you're the yeah. – that, well, that's the point of a game is to have a little bit of a challenge, right? Well, I agree with you in regards to the, to the revolutionizing of that style of game. But I feel like in regard to open world, I mean, truth be told, I think Fallout and Skyrim really did it best. Because if you've never played those games, then you don't really know. Yeah, but the scale of those worlds is insane. Like the height yeah. alone of Skyrim. I mean, there's a place you go called the Throat of the World. Okay, now that is so high up. If you use this shout called Become Ethereal, right? You you take no damage for a certain amount of time. You have to use that shout once to get down like a quarter of the mountain. Once again, and then you can basically cover the last half gotcha. in one jump. Okay, it's such a just a massive game. And it encompasses so many great storylines and, and characters and things. But I do agree with you in regard to you said Arkham City, correct? Yeah, Arkham City. Definitely. Yeah, I, and that's kind of I did play that a lot of fun over Arkham Asylum because just the scale of the map. And then you go to Arkham Knight, and it's even bigger. Like just the scale of the games just goes up as they go from next game to next. And then you got games like The Witcher. Where oh. the game is massive, like oh, the continent world. in Witcher Three, it is so huge. Like the amount of time that must have gone into that, it's just oh, I, absolutely. I can't, I can't believe they made something like that. So on that topic, I actually played The Witcher Three. I didn't play through it. I actually uninstalled the game to make space for the new Modern Warfare, and then I kind of regretted it later. But I took a big hiatus from it because it made me pretty aggravated. <laughs> truth be told, um. But man, just 
the sheer size of that map. Holy cow. I spent more time in Novigrad than I did anywhere else because it is such a massive city in that game. It took me hours to find where I was going and to do things. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I loved that. I really, really, really did. And Geralt's character is so fun. And and all of the supporting characters are so great in that game. So just in regard to scale and how, how big, you know, not just the map, but also the quests and yeah. you know the depth oh my god i loved the witcher 3 at least for what i played it was it was you, just spend, you could spend days just just exploring like not even you don't even have oh to absolutely even, you could spend days just exploring everything in it and that's yeah, why i, I mean it would take you days like when i first started playing like spider-man for the ps4 mm. i didn't even start with like doing the story i just went i just explored oh and absolutely just, Things you can find, and the like, the tiny little hints and Easter eggs and stuff, and it's, I love it. I that's just why I love that. I love open world. Heck, I, I changed my mind on my favorite genre. Open world games are my favorite. If you can count that as a genre, that is my all-time favorite genre. I definitely think that open world can be a genre. Definitely, just because almost every game now, like think about games like No Man's Sky. They flopped at launch. But the size of that game, it does get a little repetitive, I've well, heard. I've thing, never played it. I've wanted to. But. The thing about No Man's Sky that really got on my nerves is that <laughs> you get you work all that time to get to the end, and mm-hmm. then it sends you all the way back. And it's just like, huh? That is true, because like dudes were talking about how they flew to the center of the universe, and then it's like, see ya. Like yeah, it's been just fun. All the way back, like, who cares what you did? Now, now you're back at the beginning. All right. That is, I mean, granted, there's probably a really good story behind it, but I don't care. Like, come on, don't do that. A procedurally to me. generated universe is hard to do That's because true. one thing that I noticed with No Man's Sky is that like the creatures got repetitive and the tasks were the same mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do on a planet. Especially being an astronaut, right? Like, there are laws that astronauts have to follow. Right. And think about this. Like, we've been to Mars, what, three times in, like, 50 years? Yeah. And all we've ever done is take pictures and collect samples. That is the same thing you do in No Man's Sky. It's literally about being a pioneer. And I wish they would have advertised a game like that. Done a little differently with the whole, like, oh, you can play with your buddies. Like... On launch day, there were three people that found other people in the game. And it took like 12 hours because you couldn't just join your friends initially, as far as I know. And I was like, man, like, if you guys would have made it like a space pioneer game, would be so much better. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just kind of where I stand on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it just shows that, you know, you can, there are some things you can do right with games and there's some things you can do wrong and, you know, how you, how you, you know, recover or fix or, you know, learn from your mistakes really, really determines a successful business from a non-successful business. Absolutely. And that kind of segues me into a, a question I, um, I wanted to ask you, Really, which is like, when it comes down to certain games right um 
what do you think that they did right? Like, what, what game have you played recently that did something absolutely right in your eyes? Something that you would be like, yes, put that in every game. What game would that be, and what did they do? Oh, my Lord. Oh, crap. That's a real, that, that is a really good question. Um, so, <clears throat> see, now you got me thinking. <laughs> honestly it's just it's gonna take me right back to to the arkham series honestly because like the combat system in that game is so smooth like you literally feel okay. like you are playing as the character and you see a similar system in games like uh star wars Fa- the fallen order i believe it is and uh, Spider-Man PS4 and other games like that. You know, the counter system, the combo system, it, just, it feels so smooth and it feels like you are actually doing that. And like I said earlier, you know, the transition between uh, comic book movies and games, you know, you don't, it kind of makes you think, oh, I'm not as awesome. But like in those games, you feel like you are this this badass character who is just kicking the crap out of like all these thugs but like absolutely that's valid that's valid and to kind of piggyback on that in regard to fighting systems back to the witcher right that fighting system counters and and dodging and parrying felt so necessary like i played through assassin's creed um well, I didn't play through Assassin's Creed 4. I just played a lot of it. And that, that fighting system just felt repetitive and boring, and I never actually had to counter yeah. or anything. I could just, you know, stab, 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 run away, shoot. Like, it felt really basic. And then I jumped into The Witcher, and I tried to play like that. And I got my butt kicked so many times by even basic enemies. Like, there are these, uh, there are these enemies called Water Hags, I believe is what they're called. And, and they're not too hard, right? They're not too difficult. You know, you whip out your silver sword, you go to town. But man, I'm telling you what, enemies in that game hit like trucks. And if you don't counter and actually use the combat system that's laid out before you, you are going to get destroyed. Yeah, that kind of makes me think about Dark Souls, actually. Because, you know, this the dynamic that most people get in games is that, oh, you can just rush forward and you can just start spamming buttons and you're good to go. The of Dark Souls, mm-hmm. that was kind of a kick in the nuts for some gamers. Because, you know, you, you oh, try absolutely. to do that strategy and you get absolutely demolished. And and you actually have to think through things. Like you, have, <clears throat> you have to plan sure. your um, – how you approach things. Absolutely. And that's something that, that I feel like has kind of been lost in certain yeah. games, like, like recent games, is like planning ahead. Like – uh, the new Modern Warfare has that Warzone game right. mode. Okay, now, to play online and Warzone on solos is cool. You're, you can plan your own thing. You're doing what you want to do. No big mm-hmm. deal. To play in duos or whatever, it gets to be like, okay, like we're not really planning. We're not really thinking, right? You can mark places on maps right. or whatever. And so that's where I kind of feel like the planning has been lost, at least with the modern multiplayer game. Yeah. However, however... Excuse me. If you jump in a game like that with some of your friends, you're golden. You can have the best laid plan and do phenomenally. Or you can have the best laid plan and and do crap. You know, that's just one of those things. But that's something that I really did like about that Battle Royale. I wasn't a huge fan of it on principle. But 
it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I I I had a thought a minute ago, but I couldn't remember the name of this of this game. You know, we were we were talking about open world games and you know sure adventures journeying through things, right? So mm-hmm. recently I played this game called Journey on the PlayStation. And it's okay. it's not it's not it's not really action packed. It's not there's nothing really super amazing about it. But just it was it was a journey. Like you play as this nomad and you're basically trying to venture to the top of this mountain. Like throughout the game you can see the mountain in the distance and you're just slowly getting closer. But like throughout the game you are you're there's this soundtrack. Like you're hearing the music as you go and it it makes you think mm-hmm. like so many games they focus solely on you know here's something big here here's big action pack oh bam big images and it's just like you don't need to do that like even the simplest things can be can make an adventure great like honestly after playing this game i i shed a tear like to be honest like i'm telling like i'm telling you like it shows that keeping things simple can help and create the mm-hmm. best adventures in these games. Like, I would agree with you there. In regard to that, there was a Flash game called Presentable Liberty that I played through probably three or four years ago. Now I watched other guys let's play through it, and I was like, yeah, this game is sad. But then I got in and actually played it, and Oh my god. I mean, it hits you like a truck. Because you're this guy, you're in a jail cell, and the only way of communication with the outside world is letters. And throughout the game, you get these letters from a guy named Dr. Money. You get letters from your, like, I think he calls him your happy friend, or your buddy, or something. I don't remember exactly, but you get these letters, and then you get this letter from this girl, this this baker. And as the game progresses, you see this kind of like Dr. Money is, you know, giving you these games you can play or or initially gives you a game you can play. And it's just kind of devolving into this like sad, just dismal world. And it really, really takes you down that rabbit hole as dark as that seems. And finally, you get to the end of the game, you start to tiptoe. And I, I'm not gonna mi- I'm not gonna mind spoiling this, okay? Because it's been out for six or seven years yeah. total. When you get to the end of the game, you get this letter from this girl who's okay. waiting on you, and you get out of the jail. You finally bust out. You you reach the opportunity. You go. You go, and you get out, and you go to the the the, the cake shop, and it's it's right there. I mean, it is less than 100 feet from the door of the prison. Less than 100 feet, and you go in, and she's taken her own life. You don't ever see her body, but you see this pixelated blood, because it is a totally pixelated game. And I have never been hit so hard by an hour-long game. It was such a dark ending, but such an amazing experience. Getting in it and and feeling it, because there is... A little bit of a soundtrack and it's just this really subtle music and oh my god dude it it you blew me away for being a flash game it. it was amazing like that that oh my gosh i can just i can imagine that i can just imagine 
God. And then oh, yeah. just everything you've been looking forward to, it's just, it's gone. It's gone in a blink of it's an just... eye. And then the game ends and you're like, no, like I was doing all of this stuff. I was trying. I wanted to get out. I wanted to see her. I wanted to see these people. You know, your best friend or something is traveling. And I, I think he dies too. And it's like, oh my God. It was just such a phenomenal game. And for those of you listening, and, and Daniel included, please play it. Please play it. Because even though I've said the ending, it's going to hit everyone differently. And it'll be worth your time. I promise, 100%. Well, I will definitely look into that. Like, God. It's- but it, as you were saying, it's crazy how something so simple and so basic can hit so hard and drive this this tack into your heart, something that you don't ever expect to experience. Yeah, and that's... That's what I, that's yeah, what I love about gaming. That's what I love about gaming. <laughs> like, you, know, you can have these action-packed adventures, but then there are also times where you can just, you can go on this adventure, this this little adventure, and it can, it can you know, tickle your heartstrings, you know? Make you feel... Yeah, really, really tug on it, you know? And, and not only, like, make you cry, but make yeah, you smile. definitely. I love it. Like Minecraft. <laughs> like the end of Minecraft. On a real note. On the, in the end of Minecraft, when they go through all of these things that the, the, the creators are talking to you, and then in the end, it, it gets to that, like, you know, thanks for playing. And every time I see a thanks for playing in the credits, I'm like, it was oh, all worth it. it my God. Worth it. it was all worth it. I'm here. I did it. It was so much fun. Like Halo Reach. Did you play Halo I Reach? I did not. I have never had an Xbox. I have never been able to play Halo, and I wish. Oh, man. I wish I've played Halo because I've heard how great it is, but I've also heard the lows of it. So it's like... Uh, Four and five I w- suck. I'm going to tell you right Ooh. now. I've got a thousand hours in five because I did clans. I played with my buddies all the time on custom maps, doing just dorky stuff like raids, which are these 8v8s with bases and you know attack points and stuff. And I did that. And that's where I logged a lot of my time. But the campaign took me like seven hours. It was super disappointing. Halo 4's campaign was super disappointing. The only Halo that's ever actually hit me hard was Halo Reach. And, and let me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell spoiler you why. warning? Do we need a spoiler warning? You have, yeah, you have probably. three seconds to leave. So, One, and two, then... <laughs> three. If you're still here, then I guess you don't care. So you jump into Halo, right? You're filling the spot. Your Noble Six is what you're called because you're part of Noble Team. Now, there are five other people on Noble Team. Okay. But you're filling the spot for one of their dead teammates, as far as I understand. Okay. So you jump in, and you get attached to these characters because they're so badass. They are so cool. And you get to play in, and suddenly the game starts to just, just end people. Like... You're going, you're playing, you're having a good time, and boom, the character Cat gets killed. Mm. And you're like, whoa, like what just happened? And then you're playing some more, you're loving it, and then boom, George gets killed in this amazing, like, uh, he, all right, another quick spoiler warning. You get two seconds, thousand one, thousand two. You're in this, you're in this spaceship, and he picks you up, because he's a Spartan too. Everybody else is a Spartan 3. If you look into the lore, it's a okay. little bit different. Spartan 2s are big, bad, heavy, just, ah, like, I'm going to kill every alien ever. Okay. Okay? 
and then Spartan 3s come along, and they're, like, a little bit smaller, a little bit faster, but still just as crazy, but still just okay. as awesome. So, you're on this ship, and the ship is rigged to explode, but he has to manually detonate it. And he picks your character up, he walks you to the edge of the ship, and he goes, tell him to make it count. And he throws Damn. you out of the ship. Damn. Damn, dude. And then the ship explodes, and the music, hmm. oh my god. So, that's another great part of that game. Even though it's sad. Great part of the game. And then you're <clears> playing on some more. You're loving it. You get into a map with, with, you get to where you save Halsey or whatever, and June, who's the sniper, just dips. He's like, later, Tater. I'm going to protect Halsey. We're out of here. So they, they go. Boom. Bye. And then you're playing a little more, and then Carter, oh my god, dude, his death was crazy, because he's flying this pelican, and it's on fire, and they're fighting a the scarab, which is this big alien tank, and he's like, uh, oh man, I don't remember what he says, but something, something noble, uh, uh, Carter out. Yeah. And then he smashes the pelican into the scarab and saves you. You and Emil, the last guy. And then you get a little farther, and Emil, you're on this thing called a mat gun, and you're shooting down these ships or whatever. And you look over, and Emil is fighting an elite with an energy sword. And the energy sword stabs Emil. And then Emil stabs the elite, and he's like, I'm ready. What about you? And he throws the elite off of this, like, ledge cliff thing. And it's such an amazing scene. And then Noble Six is in a mission called Lone Wolf. That's what it's called. Your objective is to survive. You've seen the memes. Current objective. Survive. Right? I've seen them. And, And... it gives you like a time or whatever at the end. It's like you survive 14 minutes or whatever. And you go in and you start to fight all these aliens and you're all by yourself. And as you're going, your mask or your helmet starts to crack in different places. Gotcha. And then this amazing cutscene happens. You fight some elites and then you die. And then Cortana is all like your body was laid there and turned to glass or whatever. Big deal. Big deal thing. But that goes to show how even something as simple as Halo can just punch you in the chest. I mean, amazing game. Okay. Oh, gosh. Well, now, now i got to play it. So to agree with what you were... Right, right. To agree with what you were saying, yes, the, the simple things are something that games have done correctly and needs to be in every game. Even if it is an action-packed game, there's got to be moments where you just are like, wow. So... That's something I believe 100%. Well, speaking of things that have been done correctly, well, actually, in this case, it's incorrectly. I want to ask you, is is there one game out there that you feel should have never been created? <laughs> hmm. Let me think of games that I've played that have been genuinely bad. Truthfully, I, I've never played a genuinely bad game. I've played games that I didn't like, sure. But there are games that are really, in my opinion, that kind of suck, but I wouldn't not play them. You know, like Ghost Recon Wildlands, in my view, kind of sucked. But it's a lot of fun with friends, so I really, really enjoyed it. But honestly, if I could pick any game to have never, ever have been made, Fortnite Battle Royale. (laughs) Seriously. As as painful as it is to say, God, I hate that. It's so over just stuffed down everyone's throat for the last like three years people make millions <laughs> on something so simple I can, 
you know, because like Ninja, everybody's like, oh, he's so great. I, my cousin and my uncle Dave are better than him. Like, I've seen them get more victory royales. It's insane. <laughs> oh, I just, oh, that game blew up, and I hate it. I hate it so much. And maybe it's because I suck. I'll be honest, I suck. But, God, do I hate that game. So, yes, that's my pick. Oh, I think right. Fortnite itself, like, with the story, great. But Battle Royale, no, never. Mm. Wow. <laughs> what about you, man? What? What is your game that if you could erase it from existence? Well, we've you already we've already passed off but one, one. <laughs> Let's move on to another one. Um, Fallout seventy six should ever. Oh yeah, that yeah. game should be wiped from the face of the earth. How do you take a it's Fallout so game and and just erase everything that makes it good? Dude, they got rid of human NPCs. Like, what was the point well, of that? the thing is, the way that they advertised it, you know, what if the characters in the game are all real people? Like, it sounds compelling, right? That sounds compelling, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, but absolutely. you do that, and you take away every storytelling element. Like, just the things that you can yeah, hear from NPCs, it adds to the story. Right. You take that away, just like, empty. Absolutely. Like in Skyrim, there's this common, just super common quote. Okay. The, I used to be an adventurer like you is not the one I'm talking about, but um, there's one where you're walking around and guards will just look at you and be like, what? Someone stole your sweet roll. And I'm always like, God, this is why I love this game because there's so many dorky little things that people have said that just blow me away. Or like, like Nazim. Being like, have you ever been to the Cloud District? You don't get to the Cloud District very often, do you? Or something. Anyway, I love that. That was storytelling. It was like, oh, there are uppity people, and there are, you know, <clears throat> guards that kind of think that their job's a bit of a mockery. Like, that was what I loved about Skyrim, and Fallout's the same way. You know, hey there, smooth yeah. skin from that like first ghoul you come across in Megaton in Fallout Three. Like, that was amazing. And then Fallout Seventy Six was like, nope. And they yeah, just and took not it all even just with the fact that it's empty and you know no NPCs, but like when they released it, it wasn't even complete. Like it wasn't even at beta. it no, wasn't it even wasn't. at the at the you know um, quality of a beta level. Like it was just it was a mess. It was buggy. It was almost unplayable from what I read. It was just because I would <laughs> as much as I love a good multiplayer experience, I would never have bought and yeah. played that game. Under and then, of course, you add in microtransactions because, of course, you do because that's just how oh, things course. work now. You know, we you have to buy this if you want this, or if you want an advantage, right. you have to buy this. Yeah, and that, like, I will say, one of the games that I felt did that right was Advanced Warfare because Advanced Supply Drops, which were the only ones you could pay for, didn't really feel yeah. super necessary. Like, yeah, like. You know, there are certain guns that deal more damage and have faster fire rate that you get out of these supply drops. But at the end of the day, like, I was better with the standard um, BAL 27 or 17. I don't remember if it's 27 or 17. I was so good with that, like, amazing with that. I got that gun gold in literally one day because it's 200 kills without attachment. And then I did all the other attachment camos or camo challenges the following day because i love that gun i had thousands probably thousands of kills with that gun i prestiged five times like yeah. a lot yeah, of if fun. you want to know a game that really you know messed up when it came to loot boxes it was call of duty world war ii that game was 
That is one of my oh, least sure. favorite games of all time. Like, I really, it. I love the, the campaign. campaign. Definitely, because it felt like yeah. a movie. Like the Saving Private Ryan, literally ripped from the There's movie. Some of the better though, like, like the... it was kind of, oh. it had its ups and downs, but the story was definitely good. Like the ending scene, where you know yeah. you're having flashbacks to your childhood, and kind of mirroring mm-hmm. your journey as you're going to save your friend, and then you get there, right at the nick of time, and just the way it mirrors the past, like didn't get oh yeah absolutely but now here you get here on time and you save your friend and it's mm, i I love the story but the multiplayer was absolutely garbage it was boring three lanes it was there was no you know up there was no high ground low ground it was just crap you're right most of those games were very three lane based honestly and one, one app that I really did truly love on that was Shipment. I've got thousands of kills on Shipment. That's not a joke. <laughs> like, ah. Just because there was a 24-7 playlist and you could just have a good shipment. time. Whoever made that map die in <laughs> fire. That, I hate it. The, oh my gosh. Especially on this new Modern Warfare game. I Oh my it. god. You can play Team Deathmatch oh, in two I and a half it. minutes. It's over in two and a like half Like, you got minutes. some guys <laughs> at the top of the leaderboard with, like, nearly 100 kills. I'm just down here trying to get two. Because, like, you just... Right, because every time I spawn, I die. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so But, you know, hindsight, I'm glad I had that character-building experience. Because when I got on Modern Warfare, and I, I didn't rage when I got spawn-killed every three seconds. I was like, hey, I've grown. I've grown. Uh, I've, I've almost <laughs> broken my controller a few times just playing shipment. If I... It on the playlist, I, I get out of the lobby. I'm not going to play it. I refuse. I used to do that with Piccadilly, and then I learned that as much as I hate that map, I oh. do so oh, well. I, <laughs> I really do. I always drop 20-plus kills on Piccadilly, and I hate that map. I'm like, I hate this map. Like, I should perform like garbage. Like, that's how it works. But then, like, actually getting in and playing it, I, I drop 20 kills at least every time. I'm like, all right. Like, I guess this isn't so bad. Have you played Hovex Sawmill? I'm sorry, what was that? The map, Hovex uh, Sawmill. Have you yes, played it? That, that's a kind of an up and down map for me. It depends on what the game mode is. That's valid. I truthfully no, do not like really that. either. It's, like, it's, it's kind of, it's a campy map. It seems, yeah, and it seems too big for 6v6. If it was a 10v10 map and they made it just a smidge yeah. bigger, it'd be amazing. Oh my god, Crash 6v6. So good. Or, I think... I don't think you can do 10v10 on that map, but I love that map. Great. Just amazing. Except for when on that one alley where the truck sits and the dude snipe from either the top or the bottom of it, that gets a little bit annoying. But otherwise, love Definitely. that map. So, I mean, we, we've talked about games that we want to erase from existence. Like, what about games mm-hmm. wish we could into existence? Like, games that the concepts were out there, but they never came into they never came to be whether they were canceled or they were just forgotten about you know what do you what do you think um well i mean the the science behind game hype is like usually there's something that comes out that everybody's gonna like and honestly i haven't really been too disappointed except and this is this is the game I'm, i'm gonna mention for this they wanted to release this game called Space Hulk Deathwing for uh, Xbox. 
it was like I think it was like forty bucks. It was a Warhammer forty K game, which I absolutely love. Forty K. It's such an amazing lore, like lore based. Have I played the tabletop? No, because I'm too lazy to build and paint the miniatures. I've got like forty and I just haven't I just don't. It was like it's so time consuming. But it was coming out, it was so good. It was a first person multiplayer forty K experience. Holy crap. That's all we've ever wanted. And then they were like, nope, Microsoft does not support this company anymore. They've canceled it. And I was like, like, I was so disappointed. And everybody that pre-ordered it, I don't even know if they got the money back. (laughs) I have no idea. They released it on PS4, though. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, Sony is so much more creator friendly. I'll give you that. As much as I they love Xbox, Sony is way more creator friendly. That is true. That is true. Like, like any, as of lately, they've kind of had a bit of a controversy gosh. on YouTube because of some leaks for, I think it's The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. I've heard some we things. Like, everybody yeah, need to go really into it, pissed but about like, it. It's just, it, it's so bad the way they're handling things. What bothers me about mm. Sony, truthfully, is the fact that, like, originally the online subscription was not necessary, yeah. and then the PS4 yeah. came out, and everybody was like, cool, I'm just going to play. And then it yeah, was no. like, oh, psych. Like, yeah, I oh, miss man, the like, days really where you could just play online for free. But, I mean, the business. Yeah, absolutely. And I hate your controller oh, layout. Oh, you, my dude. God, I hate it. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to fight about this. It's the... It's the no, they're thumbsticks are weird. Like, I don't like it. And if it bothers you, it's so abnormal. <laughs> no, we could go on for hours. I don't know. As I to guess, why one truthfully, the other. Own. We could save that. For yeah. Right. Oh, right. Just a just a podcast dedicated to arguing about. We can name it. At the end of the day, though, I've played part two. Right. Right. I've played. Every PlayStation, including PS Vita and PSP, except for PS1. And I have played every Xbox. Well, no. I've played the 360, the 1, and then the 1S, because, duh, it's the same. Right. you know. And then the X. I've played on the X before. I think at my cousin's house, we played, like, World War II on the Xbox One X. And, honestly, like, I like them both. I don't have an actual... <laughs> Like, if I had to be like, oh, the Xbox One is my favorite console, I wouldn't be able to say that because I love the way Call of Duty feels on a PS4. And you have titles like The Last of Us. But Xbox has got Halo and Gears of War. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm kind of like, mm. like, do I really prefer yeah. it? No, I'm just indifferent. So that's kind of my, to kind of sum statement. it all up, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> PlayStation 2 is the greatest console to ever be created, and no one can change my mind. You could do Netflix I, on the PlayStation I mean, 2. It was ahead of its time. That is true. That is true. They did that. They There was one thing, though, I learned oh, yeah. about it. Is like you had to pray a little bit each time <laughs> to make sure the console would start up. So, of course, the same thing would happen with the Xbox 360. It'd, it'd, just, it'd be like, oh, red ring of death. Oh. And you'd be like, no, I didn't even get out of startup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But. So, if I were to. If I were to pick a game that I wish you? would have been made, that I was so happy. I was okay, so as you know, Electronic Arts, EA, they own the Star Wars franchise. They own Star Wars games, right? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Excuse me, Rona. Absolutely, uh, buddy. Hope you can't get it uh, digitally. <laughs> Digital Rona. Oh, <laughs> that would be that would be so bad. Okay. So... The whole world Anyways, would be like, "Oh my god!" EA <laughs> at one point released teaser images and videos for a project called Star Wars thirteen thirteen, or as, or for as people like me in the Star Wars community know it, Boba Fett, Boba Fett the video game. It looked beautiful. It it looked beautiful. I think I've heard it. It looked, uh, it looked so good. And they released those images, and they released, you know, a possible release date. And then one day, nothing. It was gone. They canceled it. They canceled any production on it. And, oh, my gosh, I was so upset. Because that was the one game by EA that I was actually looking forward to. Because I, oh my, I feel like the entire <laughs> community of Star Wars just wants something Boba Fett. You know, we want the movie. The movie's been canceled. The oh, game has been canceled. So cool. We've got nothing. Even an episode to him has huh. been canceled, and it's like, well, I oh, I, I just want something. I guess the Mandalorian kind of tiptoes on that though a little bit. It kind of. Gave everybody a quick fix, but it never really did what everybody wanted to do. Oh, total side note. Do you remember yeah, the Han yeah, Solo movie? Yeah. Not, mm, it's not it my favorite I movie. I don't think it adds much to the universe, personally. I mean, I guess that's valid. I don't know. I was just thinking about that while you were talking about like a Solo thing for Boba Fett. I, I, I absolutely it, love Solo, the movie. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. But regardless, regardless... And- so, one question I, I came up yeah. with after our little brainstorming session was, what publisher do you like the Publishers. most? Publishers. Just in, in general. Isn't that crazy? It's a hard one to think about. <laughs> Honestly, it might be a tie between Rocksteady and Infinity Ward. What did Rocksteady do? Mistaken, they do, but I believe they made the Arkham trilogy. But like, they I think got you're Infinity right. I think War. you're right. They created yeah. what is probably the best Call of Duty game of all time, and that's, in my opinion, Call of Duty, like COD two. I think it was like COD four. I think it was Advanced Warfare. Modern, Modern Warfare, the original COD four. Gosh, all the, all the all the fans are gonna be you know they're gonna be pissed at me for getting this wrong. Yeah, they're gonna be like Daniel. No, I think you're right. Infinity War did the Modern Warfare trilogy, and then Modern Warfare Three, I believe they partnered with Sledgehammer. Yeah, the developers. It's ranged for the Arkham series. Sure. It's ranged from Rocksteady Games to you know Warner Brothers, Montreal, uh, other to Nether Realm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's right. been a lot of developers, but the main developer is Rocksteady. So I just think they've done great work right, right. on those types of games. And it's just, mm, I love it. Oh, the guys who brought you uh, the Spider-Man game, Insomniac, I'm pretty sure they did the Resistance gotcha. trilogy like many years ago. 
And if you've never played Resistance, it is the greatest, like, okay. alien shooter, I think, ever to exist. Besides uh, Aliens Colonial Marines, okay. of course. Right. Gotta love that game. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> He's like, this guy. <laughs> honest to God, honest to God, I didn't hate any Aliens Colonial Marines. I was a little, I was a little disappointed in the end fight with the alien queen. I was like, mm, yeah. this could have been Definitely. so much better. But whatever. But the Alien versus Predator game, oh my god. That game was amazing. Playing as the Predator, playing as the Xenomorph, and then playing as the human, which is such a bad decision. Don't ever play as the human. Don't experience that. It's so horrible. But playing like as the Predator and the Alien was such a good time. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Aliens Colonial Marines was such Oh, <laughs> it's own special it's little like a to stupid, dark you know? smudge on the sci-fi genre. Yeah, they were like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna be Ripley, basically, like shoot 'em up, the aliens game." And then you got in and played it, and it wasn't that whole a gun, a guns down to fifty percent, b guns at fifty percent, a guns dry, b guns dry, like from the movie Aliens. That's what I expected. Was that intense? Like, oh, are they gonna make it out of this? No, it was like, oh, here they come, and good luck hitting it, because, you know, the hitboxes are weird, and then good luck meleeing, because you'll never actually make contact. Like, I don't know. It was just such a disappointing title, but I did enjoy it. I really did. But it was just kind of like, okay, guys, like, what's yeah. the point? <laughs> like, what? what's your favorite? No, man, I'm sorry. Because like, we've, we've, we've thrown out a bunch of names, but is, but what's your, like, number one? As much as I love Skyrim and Fallout, yeah, they I don't think Bethesda is my favorite developer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like recently, you know. But the guys, Ubisoft, okay, they do, right. the publishers anyway, they do Assassin's Creed and they do Far Cry. And I absolutely adore the Far Cry games. Far Cry 5 is a little weird. I didn't gotcha. super love it, but 4 and 3 <clears throat> were my stuff, dude. I love those games. And then Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I've got 60 hours in, have and I'm barely 60% the, of know, the way through the game. Assassin's Creed, I absolutely like Valhalla? Have you seen anything it. about that? I have, and I'm not excited because I don't <laughs> like Vikings. <laughs> That's so just my thing. I'm like, like eh, they're okay. Like, the... the okay. Sure, Vikings. That's a kind of a bold statement. Like, I don't like Vikings. Everybody's like, why? Like, why don't you like Vikings? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just don't. You know. But thoroughly enjoyed Assassin's Creed Four. Did not like Assassin's Creed Three. That game was dumb. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. I did not love that one. And I played a little bit of two, and I was like, eh, it's okay. And then like three, and eh, it's okay. That's because I started on four. And rogue, and they were way more advanced, and so dialing it back. I feel like I the story. Like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. Bill Desmond. But then I, the, like, they, the series was kind of doomed. Yeah. But when oh, they yeah. killed him off, like, there's nothing to it now, other than just doing prequels. Right, like, well, I've played. But I tell you what, though, so Odyssey. Good. If you've never so played good. it, will blow your fucking mind. Oh my god. Everybody was like, eh, RPG Assassin's Creed, it's bad. And I was like, why? I feel so much cooler now that I've Another got a dagger world. that does like 10,000 damage. Massive. Like, this is so cool. Yeah, it's so awesome. And uh, did you climb I, the Zeus statue like I did? I climbed that statue like Just to kind of look at things. I love I getting love up it. there and just seeing it. 
and then mm-hmm. getting to the top of the Parthenon. Yeah, yeah the Parthenon, because yeah. it's the Pantheon in Rome. Anyway, the Parthenon. Getting up there and getting to see the world and then getting to the top of the Statue of Athena in um, Athens, which is like Attica, I guess, actually. But getting there, or Attica is the province, Athens Jeez. is the city. I don't remember exactly. It's a little hard for me to understand because I'm a bit slow, I guess. But getting to the top of the Statue of Athena, I took a couple screenshots. I did a little bit of editing, and they are yeah. beautiful. Definitely. That game is beautiful. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, I think yeah. Ubisoft has my uh, has my vote. You know, and you play is cool. Like, you just, oh, you do regular things in a game, and you get this spendable currency. Uh, like, cool. <laughs> That's fun. Yes, and I loved Watch Dogs 1. No. But Watch Dogs 2 I never played, and I wish I would have. But 1 was so much fun. Yeah, it was a good time. I really liked it. I did really like it. And they do Rainbow Six Siege. I mean, I'm not a raging fan of that game, but they do that. And they did Wildlands. And you yeah. played in I'll watch it competitively. Like, I'll, I'll watch competitive Rainbow Six, but like I don't play it as much as I used to. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm not coordinated enough for that. Well, they advertise it as a super tactical shooter, and then they, everybody's like, hey, you charge. Like, it's, okay, great. it's really good That's for fine. strategic players. Like, it's a really good strategy-based shooter. Like, you actually have now your assault. That and I think it's, it's fan base. That is true. I will, I will give you that. And that's why I started watching funny. the Russian Badger on YouTube was Rainbow Six. And then, of course, he's got so many great other videos. But I was like, yeah, the Rainbow Six ones are a lot of fun. Like, I love watching them. But what is your – one other question I thought of, what is your re- – your thoughts on competitive gaming like as a so major source of this income it's a that, this is a controversial <laughs> subject because you know you have the you have the major gaming haters out there that are like oh, you're making millions of dollars sitting in a seat behind a computer me but like honestly it all comes out to like do what makes <laughs> right? you happy. like <laughs> I got a friend of mine from high school. He's now going that's to college true, that's true. at a part of an esports team. And, you know. Is that. Um, uh, huh? That's a Tiffin, right? Like, that's where they're doing that? Yeah. Like the esports team? Yeah, that's Tiffin the team. University. It's like, like that. you know, I thought they so. give you a scholarship. Why not take it? I mean, I'd take it. Like, do what. Right. If I can play Dota and make money, basically, the thing is, like, just yeah, do what makes Dota. you happy. Never played Dota, I have but no, might as well. I have <laughs> no place to tell you that it's wrong or that making money off of gaming is wrong because why not? It's the same thing with like YouTube. You know, those guys are making videos and they're making right. thousands of dollars every year. And it's like, do what makes you happy. Yeah. And they're. Do what creating works, you know, amazing if it entertainment works, though. Is, is kind of where I stand. <clears throat> right. That's true. That's true. I <laughs> I asked the question because I'd hoped you'd have a different opinion than me. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> so in fact, the other day when I uploaded my first YouTube video, suddenly I went to myself, maybe I can make content 
on my relatively low-grade laptop, so I can only play, like, old games. Yeah. But maybe I can make content somewhere that'll make someone smile. And I think that's what keeps people doing YouTube and yeah. playing games for a living. Is like, maybe somebody can smile. And, and that's what I love about it. And, like, with this podcast, I hope that we can draw a fan base Gosh. that can smile and listen and enjoy. And to kind of, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was something that I know you and I had talked about um, last week or whatever, just kind of, again, in one of our little brainstorming sessions before we actually sat down to do this was like the idea of, you know, hey, like this can be a lot of fun, but it's got to be real. It's got to be raw. It's got to be something that people can rely on and love and, you know, use as kind of an outlet for for stress and anxiety and and, and the ability to to be able to draw that from entertainment. That is what makes the world where so much is fake. It's good to have a dose of reality like just real we're, we're just two nerds you know just sure, talking man. about video games yeah like, there's nothing right exactly. right and, like, and this is the all raw just uncut stuff who cares is what matters right right like oh we might add some intro music and some outro music big whoop but at the end of the day we talk about games and what we love and didn't exactly. love and that's what was amazing. Like the real stuff, man, the raw, uncut, <laughs> enjoyable stuff. The reason I keep saying raw, uncut like that is the um, alphabet aerobics. Unadulterated. Speaking of raw, raw I got to tell you this that joke that line. I just heard a little bit ago. So, <laughs> you know, Robert is playing Batman, right? Oh, what you got? Robert, Robert Pattinson, I think it is. Who is? Like, and so somebody posted this picture oh, yeah, and said, yeah. the yep. new Batman is going to be raw, unsanitized action. And the first comment below it was, the last thing we need right now is raw, unsanitized bat. I love that, dude. I love that. It's just like, <laughs> my favorite one though is when they announced Rob Pattinson playing Batman and they had the picture of him <laughs> and the first person to comment was like is he gonna sparkle in this movie too and I was like oh, oh my god Lord. come on guys like, give the I mean I, he's playing Batman expectations at this oh, point yeah, you know dude. we got I love it Ben Affleck we got bad nipples at one point you know I have no oh god <laughs> I hated Affleck. I hated uh, him. I hated him. I hated him in the Justice League movie so uh, much. I hated him in for another time. Superman. I just hated him. I hated him so much. Oh my god. Now, in Pearl yeah. Harbor, he wasn't bad. Okay, he was a little. I'm weird. sure we he will talk bad. about this at some point. <laughs> didn't hate him. I didn't love him. Didn't love him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You think they're gonna, gonna listen to this? We're we're two small guys from Ohio. Oh, right. We're over here bashing like Matthew McConaughey tunes yeah, into the right. podcast one time, and he's like, "Hey guys, come on! Like, yeah, oh, it'd be a lot cooler if you didn't say that." <laughs> but I've, I've greatly enjoyed this, and I hope that we can continue to do Daniel, this. I really, really do because you know it's, it's something enjoyable, and you know, just a little period. Sure, of peace. Man, you know, like today, long day. I've had work. I've had 
you know, I've been sure, sweating sure. all day, I've been getting rained on all day, and it's good to just sit down and talk. <laughs> now, granted, my voice is a little sore right. at this point, but you know, I've well, enjoyed yeah. it. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And that was something like this morning when I called you, like, hey, I've got the worst headache of my entire life. You were like, I understand. And being able to kind of recover from that and drink a little bit of water, you know, feel a little better, and then come on here and laugh a little and, and reminisce about gaming has truly been an amazing oh, yeah. experience. But Definitely. I think at that well, note, we can probably draw this to a close. What do you, you think? Yes, you listening to us right now. I want to thank you for tuning in and, you know, just spending this time with us. And if you made it this far, how? How did you get this far? You are a trooper. You're a trooper. You're a trooper. So just just like Daniel said, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into the DWD podcast today. 